Business owners are the backbone of the American economy. Business ownership is one of the best ways to generate wealth and create financial freedom for you and your family. Welcome to the Aquila Wealth Podcast. Listen in as we tackle the challenges of entrepreneurship and share how to remove financial procrastination and find freedom from financial stress. Your host is Eric Maldonado, founder of Aquila Wealth Advisors, LLC, in San Luis Obispo, California. He is a fiduciary financial advisor and a certified financial planner. Aquila Wealth Advisors is a fee-only, commission-free financial planning firm focused on helping business owners maximize profits, positively impact their community, take care of their family, and achieve financial freedom. Here's Eric. Hi there, folks. It's Eric Maldonado, owner of Aquila Wealth Advisors, located in San Luis Obispo. And I'm a certified financial planner. And today we're talking about ways to never have to shut down your business. So I've heard the adage, the only way to lose is to quit. And with business ownership in particular, if you can just keep going year in and year out and start taking advantage of the power of compounding, the real accomplishment is is never stopping or never quitting and never having to shut down your business. So today I'll give my my top 10 tips for never having to shut down your business from a, a financial planning perspective. And before I go uh, into it further, I'll give my obligatory disclaimer as a financial planner and a fiduciary. This is not meant for individual advice. It's merely education and information. So always consult with your financial professional first. Okay, so number one on on my top tips or top ways to, to never have to shut down your business is to start with the end in mind. In other words, design your business in a way that you you never want to stop working because you enjoy it and you you do the things you like to do. And you might hear that and say, well, that's easier said than done. But I would say people, we tend to underestimate how much we can accomplish in 10 years. And if this business is something that you want to do for the rest of your life, wouldn't it be worth making it better year after year? until you get to the point where in 10 years, it's like, wow, this is amazing. This is exactly how I've envisioned it. And this is how I want it to be. But if you didn't start with some sort of vision or or some sort of a strategy or design in mind on how you want your life to look while running the business, it's tough to get there because you don't know where you're going. And then the other part of that, as far as the 10 years, we underestimate what we can do. The other part is we tend to overestimate how much we can do in one year. We tend to give ourselves a little bit too much credit on how much we can accomplish, especially with something as as complex as a business. There's typically a lot of moving pieces. So give yourself some some leeway, if you will, and and, and give yourself some time to to improve it. So that's more of a kind of an overarching concept or or thought when it comes to never having to shut down your business. Have it be set up in a way where you just enjoy it and then the work you're doing isn't burning you out and you don't feel like you have to like feel so stressed all the time or or like you're running 
you're running on E on empty by the end of the week or by the end of the year. Okay, number two, this is more about insuring for the catastrophic possibilities. So just having the basic insurances and just chalking it up as a cost of doing business, whether it's business liability or an errors and emissions uh, insurance. You know, these days, a lot of businesses need to protect from like a cybersecurity situation. So whatever are the main areas in your business that if something were to happen, that you would it would be wiped out, that's what you need to insure for and basically give the insurance company the the risk in trading them hopefully a reasonable monthly premium in exchange for you know them covering you. So maybe they give you a million dollars if you know something happens in your business, someone trips and falls, or you make a mistake of some sort in, in your day-to-day service. And in exchange for that, it costs you maybe I don't know, a hundred bucks a month to pay the premium. I'm just using uh, made up numbers, but having just the right insurances, it's worth it to make it make it official and and formal in in your business proceedings. And then outside of the business insurance, you might as well just get your good your personal insurance set up. So that would be like just a basic term insurance policy. So if something happens to you, your family's taken care of. Ideally, you have a a disability income policy, especially if you're you know between the ages of thirty and fifty years old. The probability that a disability happens, you know, God forbid, is higher than the probability of a death. So, term insurance is insurance for death for your beneficiaries, and we tend to get that more than we uh, you know before we get disability insurance, even though it's a higher probability that we get injured and. And, you know, now we can't maybe work or provide for ourselves and for our family or for our, our, our business the way, in the way that we would want. So getting some sort of disability insurance is a, another way to, to never have to stop the business, to never have to roll it up and shut it down or, or just have to sell it or, or exit, you know, not on your terms. Of course, if it's an exit that you prepared for and you planned for and, and you get a multiple of, of revenue or income that you are happy with, that's different, but I'm, I'm talking about being able to keep the family business if you want to keep it long-term and have it be even a generational opportunity, legacy planning-wise, for, for your family. Okay, number three is more related to debt. So if possible, avoid relying on, on like a business line of credit as your regular seasonal rhythm of managing your business and taking care of it, the expenses that you need to. Of course, there's exceptions, and and especially if you're listening to this and you're already using a business line of credit or utilizing debt in general to to make payroll or to to carry over from month to month, this isn't meant to to make you feel guilty or shame. It's just more having the strategy or plan to eventually not have to use that as part of your regular rhythm. It's okay to have a, a access to a business line of credit or or some sort of a you know business loan. If that makes you feel a little bit more safe or secure, just to know it's there. But getting to the point where you don't have to use that as as your your regular monthly rhythm of of cash flow will really help you f- have a business that lasts forever, lasts long term, lasts you know decades until you either want to stop or, or finish on your terms or transition to the next generation or or the next you know, buyer. So we'll talk more about how to do that, but 
overall, it's just creating that intention and, and that goal, that desire to, to not want to use the business line of credit. Uh, number four is expanding your business on your terms in, in the way that you want to expand it and not doing it because other people are telling you to expand or grow, whether that's hiring employees or having more locations in your business, more buildings, being able to, um, to grow and improve your business in the way that you want to, and that feels right for you based on your experience. Cause no one knows your business as well as you do. You know, bankers don't know as well as you do investors, people trying to sell their product their you know, vendors that are, you know, trying to work with you from a business to business perspective. They might encourage you to do things or give you some ideas, but ultimately you have to be the one that's comfortable with the growth. So kind of relates to number one, where you're expanding your business with, with the end in mind on, on how you want it to end up ultimately in the long run. Do you want to have this enterprising type business with multiple locations or a franchise or licensing or just kind of grow, grow, grow? Or do you want it to be more of a, um, a business where it provides for you and your financial freedom and your family? And it creates a lifestyle and a business rhythm that you you enjoy. You, you, you get to take off the time that you want throughout the year, vacations and, and rest. So having that having that in your mind before you start expanding or, or reinvesting in, in ways that requires leverage or debt is an important factor when when wanting to have a business that you never have to shut down. Okay, number five is related to the expansion, but it's it's knowing your kind of your your tripwire or triggering point on when you need to rein the business back in when you need to, hopefully this doesn't happen or isn't something that you need to deal with, but if or when you need to, you know, lay off people or, or have less employees or when you need to go from multiple locations down to, to less locations, having some sort of a, an understanding of when, when that needs to happen based on measurable numbers. So whether it's an income number annually or an expense number per year or, or even a percentage of profit, profit generating, kind of like your margin of return on your business. Knowing when it's time to have to make the tough decision and, and essentially shrink back down. If you did expand, that's an important thing to have before it happens. Otherwise, when it's in the heat of the moment, there's, you know, typically sometimes stuff going on in the economy and the world that is also hard to parse through and think straight in the moment, it's it's important to have those metrics set up, those kind of benchmarks before they happen, before the recession happens or a depression or, you know, a, a, another world event that throws everything in disarray, kind of knowing when it's going to be time to, to rein things in. That way you don't end up having to shut down your business because you, you expanded too quickly or you have too many, you have too much of a, a labor costs the name of the game is being around for the long term. Okay, number six is never comparing. And this relates to all sorts of avenues of life, but in business, not comparing yourself to competitors in your in your niche or or market or you know the business next door or what other people are telling you they're doing. So that kind of goes without saying it's it's important to do, but you know, it's hard not to fall into that trap of seeing what someone else is doing or seeing how successful they're being doing something that maybe your business isn't doing. And you think, oh, should I go do that as well? 
a couple of reasons why not comparing is is important in business is one is it's the iceberg effect. Maybe you just see the tip of the iceberg on what looks enticing or looks prosperous from someone else, but you don't see underlying what is going on. Maybe there's maybe they're taking on a lot of debt. Maybe they're super stressed or maybe there's just a matter of time before that business down the street that looks like they're doing great things and competing with you is going to have to shut down because they they took shortcuts. Or maybe it just seems like it was an overnight success and they're doing great, but you didn't see the, you know, the years of toil or the hours and hours of, of, you know, late nights and, and no rest and no vacations that they had to do to get there. So having some conviction and, and being able to focus on, on your path and, and what you're doing well is most important as opposed to seeing the shiny objects, what other people are doing or, or how they're growing their business and, and veering off in that direction without having already developed a a strategy to go that way. And then number six is always compare. So I just said number, number five is never compare. Number six, actually, sorry, number six is never compare. Number seven is always compare. So what do I mean by always compare? I'm saying as a business owner, in order to have it last forever and long-term and never have to shut the doors, you know, on, on terms that aren't according to yours, you want to always be comparing your business financials to a previous year or a previous quarter. That way you're seeing what kind of gap you're covering over time. And you're also able to catch it quickly if there's a downward trend in your business profits or income or or more expenses than you were aware of. So one thing to do specifically is to pull up your your P&L report or your income statement, which shows your income over a given amount of time. So, you know, you can pull up year to date and see how much total income you have. You can see your total expenses and then what is net left over. What's your profit? Hopefully it's, it's a positive profit. And then you would want to compare those numbers to year to date last year and see what the difference is. So you would compare your total income last year to your total income this year at this point and see what the, the percentage difference is. And especially if you have years of business, you want to be tracking the average of growth. Hopefully there's year over year increase in your total income. And you also want to be tracking the average growth of your expenses because you don't want to see expenses creep up and start to um, eat into your profits. But that that rhythm of always comparing, in this example, your, your profits to each year does two things. One, it's encouraging to see the growth you've had. It allows you to not compare to other businesses because you're you're too um, rewarded and motivated by what you're doing. And you don't have to wonder, wow, are they doing something that I shouldn't be doing? No, you're seeing your numbers grow each year and you're realizing, wow, this is how far I've come and this is you know, where I want to be. Because with business owners, it's easy to get uh, overwhelmed or deflated or just, just to feel like it's never going to end in terms of getting to where you want to go especially because we always have big goals. We typically have aspirations of growth and development and other places we want to go. So being able to have a, a rhythm or a mechanism where you are looking to where you've come from and seeing how far you've come and how much you've done is really important because we're a lot of times our own best encourager, our own best inspiration. And having that built-in rhythm of seeing where you've come. There's a book out right now called the Gap in the Gain by Dan Sullivan. 
and I think his name is Ben Hardy, but they talk about this, how oftentimes we're always focused on the gap of, you know, what we need to accomplish. And it's kind of depressing as a versus we should be focused on the gain, how much we've done, how much we've completed. And that'll, that'll give us energy into the next endeavor. And then number eight, have a core capital fund. So this is a little bit more of a specific tactic relating to, you know, your business cash flow and, and even bank accounts that you should have in your business. And it relates to um, having to rely on a business line of credit. So one way to not have to rely on a business line of credit is to have a core capital fund, very similar to like an emergency fund or a cash reserve for like a personal budget. You'd want to have something like that for your business. And a good rule of thumb goal is to have two months worth of business expenses. So look at all your business expenses throughout the year and see what the average is per month. I'll just make up a number. Let's say it's $100,000 per month or $10,000 per month. You make you pick the number. If it's $10,000 per month of expenses times two is $20,000. So you'd want to have a separate business savings account in the business, separate from your other bank account where you're paying out payroll or taking an income and you want to title it your core capital account and have the goal of two months, $20,000. And over time, month by month, you want to peel off some of your income coming in and and put it into that account until you get to the $20,000. This then allows you to have a a bit of a fail safe or a a cushion, a margin when when things happen that are unexpected, uh, an expense happens that you didn't plan for, some sort of maybe a slowdown in the market, you know, a, a change happened in, in the way things have been flowing through your business. You don't have to run out and scramble and start getting credit cards or loans or lines of credit. You can hopefully rely on that core capital fund to get you through to the next idea or change that you need to make to, to start getting your business back on course for being profitable. And then number nine is kind of related. It's it's creating a personal financial margin. So just in your business, you want to have margin and and cash available. You want to have that in your personal economy as well, your own finances at home. So the whole point, usually for a business owner, having a business is so that way it flows through your business to your family. Your family gets to reap the benefits of, of taking the risk of being an entrepreneur. So one way to never have to get to the point where you have to shut down the business is by doing the right things with your your income and your profit that's flowing through the business into your personal family. Because if you have cash reserve personally in your family, you have, you know, retirement accounts set up, you have your own insurance that I was talking about before, disability or term. When the business maybe is having a, a slowdown or, or, or a struggle, you can pause maybe your own income or your own profit draws and live off of some of your, your personal assets that you've built up over the time, over time. So it's a way to, create some security by diversifying. Yes, your your business is probably going to be one of your biggest assets from a, a net worth standpoint, but you also want to have assets outside of the business that you're building, just like any employee does at a, at a company. Employees should be funding a 401k or an IRA and or an IRA. Maybe you have real estate investments outside of the business. Maybe there's you know other assets that you you sprinkle in there, whether it's digital assets or or commodities um, or just having cash, a cash reserve that allows your business to never have to get to the point where you have to shut it down because, because you, you don't have enough personally to, to get through to the next, the next side of whatever that, 
difficulty is. And then finally, number 10, having a, uh, a separate expense account in your business. So similar, so just like you would want to have a separate core capital account for, for having money just set aside for the business for what ifs and to not have to use debt, basically being your own bank. Number 10 is having a separate expense account. So this is basically a, uh, a budgeting in your business shortcut to know where your expenses come from. So instead of having one account for everything in your business, whether it's, you know, paying out payroll, business expenses, income, revenue, uh, taxes, separate out expenses as a separate account. And you only use this bank account, your business expense account to pay for, you know, credit cards. It could even be payroll. You can add in there unless you want to separate payroll as well. But for now, you just want to separate everything that goes out of the business to pay for a business expense. You're going to start using that account only. And one way that it helps you budget is and know what, what, know how much money you have for another business purchase or, or another, um, to reinvest in your business. If the cash isn't in that account, then you can't, you can't afford it. And it allows you to see, you know, what's flowing out and kind of what the average balance is of cash that you have available to pay for expenses. So if you're get you're if you're getting all the way down to zero every month in your expense account, then you know you're you're pretty tight in, in your in your budget in your business cash flow. But if at the end of every month you have you know thousands of dollars left in your expense account, you know you have some dry powder to be able to reinvest in your business and, and things that you think would allow you to be a um, more profitable or more effective. And so one way you do that is you just you kind of look at the numbers maybe historically on, on seeing what expenses are, look at your your past bank statements and credit card statements in your business and try to come up with a percentage of, of income. So, you know, let's just make up a number. Let's say it's about 50% of your income. Half of your gross revenue, your sales, your income is going to be used for expenses. So, you know, maybe every two weeks, whatever money flows into your bank account in your business, half of it, you just peel out and put into your your business expense account. And that expense account can be a bank account, a checking or a savings account. And then now you have something that allows you to know if your expenses are out of control or not in your business. And if you have room to run and and do more in your business. So ultimately those top 10 items there get you to a space where you don't have to feel like the business could shut down at any moment. That That's a, a recipe and a some tactics to to never to never lose by never quitting. So again, my name is Eric Maldonado. Thanks for listening. Owner of Aquila Wealth Advisors, based in San Luis Obispo. You can reach us at aquilawealth.com, a q u i l a w e a l t h dot com, and you can click on um, schedule a call. And I'd be happy to do a um, complimentary call and and see if there's any opportunities to work together from a business planning or a financial planning or retirement planning standpoint. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Aquila Wealth Podcast. Want more tips on how to be financially stress-free? Sign up for our monthly newsletter and join over 400 subscribers in receiving insights for maximizing your business and personal finances. Go to aquilawealth.com slash newsletter or click on the link in the show notes and tune in next week for a new episode. Please see the show notes for important disclosures regarding Aquila Wealth Advisors, LLC and this episode. 
All communication in this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered tax, legal, or investment advice. All information or ideas provided should be discussed with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel before implementation.